Welcome to Bible Fellowship Church's The Upper Room. Our podcast addresses the Christian's role in today's culture. We hope you enjoy it and find it informative. To help support our ministry, please consider becoming a subscriber and financial contributor. Links to donate are on our website at bfcforyou.org. Now let's get going. Welcome back to the Upper Room Podcast. I'm Andrew Kimball. If you're hearing my voice, that means we must be doing another interview because that's my job around here. So <laughs> on this this episode, we have a, a very special guest here joining us, John Oglesby. How are you doing? I'm doing well, Andrew. Thanks for asking. How are you? Can't complain. Can't yeah. complain. Doing pretty well. Um, Good deal. You're here because of a varsity conference going on at our, at our church. Uh, you know, whenever this releases, this will have been, you know, sometime in the past, but that's, you know, we're doing all these at once this this week while things are going on. How's that been going? Yeah, yeah, it's been going well. We're actually on day one and uh, uh, kind of concluding the first day and all the modules have been have been spectacular. Uh, I think the only one that was, that had mess up was mine. So <laughs> ran a little short, but it was, it's been, it's been really good. You know, we're talking about um, uh, leadership communications, uh, and, and so the way Versity is doing these conferences is, uh, we're essentially taking a whole course and this one in particular is a graduate level course, uh, that is being, uh, presented in a conference format recorded. So like we've got a green screen and all that kind of stuff to, so we can edit the backgrounds and, and, uh, do some of that videography work and stuff like that. Um, and so it's a lot of fun to do it. It's the second time we've been here at BFC and it's always an honor to be here but the conference has been going uh been going really well and I just pray it continues to do that. We haven't even had any technological issues yet. Oh, you shouldn't have said that. I know. We forgot we forgot a, a something that was very important but ended up finding one at Walmart. So <laughs> so uh uh God is gracious to us for sure. So it's been going well. That's awesome. Yeah. Well, uh this this episode's all about you. Um that's Get, scary. Getting to know you a little <laughs> bit better, yeah. I'm better you than me. So. <laughs> but yeah, so we'll start, let's just start with some background about you, about your family, maybe growing up, that kind of thing, and and uh, leading into into ministry. So whatever you're comfortable sharing, whatever you want to talk yeah. about. Yeah, so uh, I'll start. I'll start kind of now, and then start over and and get to back to now. So works. Um, uh, married. Um, my wife and I have two kids. Uh, our oldest is four. Our youngest is one. Uh, Kana and Maylee, they're they're a joy. I actually was on vacation last week, so I haven't seen them in like eight days, and I can feel myself just like I miss my girls. You yeah. Know? But but uh, but uh, they're they're absolutely amazing. Uh, currently, right now, living in Kansas City, Missouri, um, went there to get my uh, higher ed um, credentials. Right, so I went to college in Kansas City, but I'm actually originally from Pensacola, so oh, okay. a couple hours from here. Basically, neighbors. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And uh, people always ask me, "You're from Pensacola?" Like, yeah. Well, what'd you come here for? <laughs> <laughs> right. It's like I don't really know. You left but, the beach. You know? <laughs> The the Lord works in mysterious ways, I guess. There you go. <laughs> no, but uh, uh, so that's where I'm at right now. Originally from Pensacola, and my background, I mean, I, uh, 
share I'll share it all, I guess. Try to give you a little bit of a condensed version. Don't wanna bore everybody, but <laughs> um but growing up my my parents uh, got divorced when I was really young, uh, four years old, and they divorced and my dad is actually not a, a Christian. He's not a believer, and my mom is. And so uh, kind of living in a split home like that. And when they divorced, it was a week with my dad and a week with my mom. So uh, I was in church maybe once a month, you know, so it wasn't wasn't uh, dedicated to right. any church necessarily and was raised in a, in a Southern Baptist, a traditional uh, conservative Southern Baptist church. Um, and so at the age of, at the age of eight, I remember the pastor presenting one one of the months I went. I remember the pastor presenting the gospel to me, um, and uh, um, in in a traditional way, you know, raise your hand, all that kind of stuff. Right. So, so I went to him, and and he did confirm. You know, he was like, you know, just asking me questions, making sure I actually do understand what the gospel was, and I told him, yeah, and I believed it, and got baptized. And so I, I'm convinced at eight years old is whenever I. I truly believed in the gospel, the personal work of Jesus Christ. But it didn't take long for that to not really have much of an impact uh, practically living-wise. I, um, I wasn't like I wasn't always in trouble or anything, but, right. but certainly wasn't pursuing Christ. And then uh, my now wife, I was 16 years old. We were dating at the time, uh, high school sweethearts, and I went and picked her up. I got my driver's license first, so I went and picked her up. And take her to school, and I remember sitting in the parking lot, and she asked me the question, "Are you sure you're a Christian?" And I kind of looked at her funny because it was kind of offensive. <laughs> <laughs> I said, "Yeah, absolutely. Why do you ask?" And essentially, to keep it short, she basically said, "It just doesn't look like you're right. a Christian, right? And it doesn't necessarily mean you're not. It just, you know, you're not acting like one, um, uh, which is abnormal." And so, you know, it made me, it actually made me start asking questions because I hadn't, I was really biblically illiterate. I, I didn't have much knowledge when it came to the scriptures. And so, but it did, I knew where I needed to go to find answers. And so that's where I went. So I started reading and, and asking questions, you know, who is Jesus? Do I actually believe the gospel? What is the gospel of Jesus Christ? And and is that what's needed to be saved? Am I actually a Christian? And so I started asking those questions. And it actually just kind of fed my hunger for the Bible. And so I, I graduate high school, but back up just a second. So when I met my uh, now wife, we became really good friends. And I didn't really have a church home because I wasn't really in church very often, right. but I had a car now. So I could go to church whenever I wanted to. Well, her and her family, they they went to church often. So I joined them and it was at a Pentecostal holiness church. So I go from a real traditional conservative Southern Baptist church to a Pentecostal holiness church. Huge difference yeah. in uh, in context and kind of what it looked like, uh, but that's where I started going. Well, then, uh, so now fast forward, and I'm I'm 18, and the pastor comes to me, and he's just it's like a church of 250 people, but he's the only. It's him and like a, a second part time secretary, uh, and then his son was younger than me, but was able to help in some of the leadership roles. So he was just he was just he was just dying. He was just over overworked, yeah. overburdened. And so he came to me and just asked me, he said, you want to take over the youth group? Um, he actually asked me, do I want to be a youth pastor? And I was like, well, yeah, sure. You know, <laughs> you know, I was excited. I had been, you know, uh, uh, self-study, if you will. There was no guided study for me right. at that point of the scriptures. And so I was still pretty biblically illiterate. Uh, 
but I was excited. That's, you know, I was like, yes, I, I want to, I want ministry. And so I got involved as a youth pastor and, uh, and looking back now, I'm like, that was an awful idea, but, <laughs> uh, but I learned a lot from it and, um, it really pushed me to want to get a biblical education Yeah, because it didn't take me very long to realize I'm really inadequate. I'm not enough to do like to do this well. And, and, uh, not saying that seminary is the only way, but, uh, but it was a kind of an expedited way. I could go and sit under all these mentors and these these guys that have spent their whole life studying the scriptures instead of me trying to do a self-guided thing. I didn't even know how to study the scriptures. Right. You know, I didn't even know what the right way to do. I just knew I would read it and whatever it said that made sense to me, right? Uh, so I would try to do that. And that actually took me a long ways. That was – but anyway, so I went and got a uh, – moved to Kansas City, got a formal education, wanted to be a pastor. And then I started getting into residencies, so um, like uh, um, internships with churches and stuff, and realized pretty quickly that that was hard work. <laughs> uh, but but God just kept opening doors, and he, he opened the door for me to work at, at uh, Calvary University, which is the school I went to. Um, and then I got my master's degree in Bible and theology. Um, so I had my undergrad in Bible and theology, got my master's in Bible and theology, and then started working in the president's office as the, uh, director of the president's office, kind of a VP ish role. And, uh, the president at the time, Christopher Cohn, um, uh, kind of started discipling me and mentoring me. And I really quickly realized I wanted to be in higher ed, Christian higher education, hmm. um, uh, and, and would love to be involved in the church at whatever capacity that opportunity was there. Uh, and so I started doing that, started, um, uh, Christian higher education administration, and then I became a professor in the Bible and theology department, uh, and, uh, long, long, longer story, trying to make it a little shorter, uh, that opportunity at Calvary, uh, was eliminated and, um, uh, Christopher started Agathon EDU educational group. Uh, and Versity in Colorado Biblical University were the higher education entities within that group. And so I came on and started helping him with that, and that's that's where I find myself now uh, is is uh, I'm pursuing a doctorate of education uh, because that's going to equip me the most for, for the administrative part of higher education, mm -hmm. and then I'm teaching and doing marketing and all kinds of stuff. It's a it's a, it's a busy life. <laughs> yeah, it sounds busy, and and yeah. I mean, we can we can slow down there a little bit if you want to go into a little bit more detail about like what is your ministry currently? What are you working on? What are you um, doing specifically with with Doctor Cohn and stuff like that? You know, that kind of relates to the other interviews we've had this week and Versity and all that kind of stuff. So, if you want to park on that for a little bit, yeah, that'd be great. I. I am the executive VP of Versity and Colorado Biblical University. Um, so, so getting those really going, getting those launched, um, uh, trying to lead in, in that administrative way, creating the acting CAO as well. So, creating courses and academic content, uh, leading our faculty to get that course creation done. We've got uh, a little over thirty faculty uh, members involved. Um, uh, and so doing that on the higher education side, and then I'm also the executive VP of uh, 1024 Marketing, which is, uh, if if you look at Agathon EDU as an umbrella, there's subsidiaries underneath it, 
uh, centered around higher Christian higher education and some of like uh, there's book publishers and uh, marketing company and and uh, retail uh, thrift store. Okay. So there's these various subsidiaries and 1024 marketing is one of those. And so I'm helping uh, lead that subsidiary as well. And then I'm heavily involved with Edgythrift, which is a, a, a online thrift store uh, that is uh, providing funds for students in Christian higher education. So uh, it's essentially what we're doing is we're buying and reselling, uh, taking donations and selling those, and and a percentage of the profits go to scholarshiping um, uh, funds for hmm. students. Okay. And I say higher education, but it's not just higher education – so at CBU, we actually just were launching CBUA, which is CBU Academy. It's a K through 12 uh, in Fort Morgan, Colorado, which in it, it's under CBU. It's the academy. Um, and so we'll be able to fund some of those scholarships and things like that as well. Okay. Um, and so, yeah, we're uh, outside of outside of just those those few I'm involved in, you know, I've been um we're doing editing some books together and, and things like that. So got some writing opportunities going right now. And, and uh, yeah, it's, it's a lot of fun. It's a lot of fun. You, you've been busy. Yeah. You, you stay busy. <laughs> yeah. You know, it's, it's, it's interesting that the Lord presents opportunities. And, and for me, it's simply an obligation to steward those opportunities. Well, you know, as, as the opportunity arises, uh, if I'm able and if my wife approves, then yeah. then I'm gonna I'm gonna run through and and uh, and take advantage of that opportunity and try and, and steward it the best I can. Um, and so whenever I sit down with with uh, Christopher Cohn and he's talking to me about all these things he's wanting to do, uh, he's like, and, and I'd love for you to be involved. And I'm like, I'm in. Let's do it. This is you know this is incredible. We we have a a society which is is uh, slowly coming against. Christian higher education. Uh, well, I say slowly. It used to be slowly. It's really picking up yeah. at, at exponential rates. Um, uh, and and Agathon and all the subsidiaries. It adds a cushion, a layer of protection to that to that Christian higher education, Christian grade school academy type uh, uh, scenario and industry. And uh, I think I think that's that's worth working and doing and and uh dedicating time to so it's been a lot of fun and and it does add it brings a lot of busyness but i think it's i think it's worth it so yeah that makes all the difference when yeah. something you're you're passionate about right yeah it's got to be um exciting and fulfilling to kind of see all that work and all those different things kind of actually come to fruition become something that you can see and touch and feel and like that you know Obviously, by the grace of God and through Him, like, but we did this. We, yeah, it, it all came together. It's got to be, it's got to feel great. Yeah, we just we just passed a year in. Uh, wow, I say we just passed a year. Goodness, it's already August. We just passed a year in May. Oh, wow, we, just we started. It. Yeah, right. It's been three months. But uh, uh, to look back, it's been really cool because you start in in May, and you're able to look back and say, look at look at what the Lord has used us to do in a year, you know, and, and, uh, in May a year, uh, so you know, 15 months ago or whatever, uh, there was some thought that had gone into it and Christopher had already done a little bit of background work on getting things ready, but Agathon EDU and the subsidiaries in, in any real sense didn't exist. And then you fast forward a year and 
you know, we're holding conferences and got producing courses and course content and editing, you know, books and all kinds of stuff. I mean, it's just incredible. It's so far beyond anything I could have imagined that would be able to be accomplished in that amount of time. So you look back and you go, Lord, you are, you are so gracious because it's, it's just incredible what's going on. I, I, I hesitate to use a term like miraculous, right? Because right. Uh, I don't want to use that too often. You know, he's not parting the Red Sea necessarily, but but it is beyond me, I would say, right. to to accomplish those things. And so the Lord has just been very gracious to us. It's, it's incredible. And, and it's honor. You know, it's just it's just an honor to do it. It's uh, and that's that's true for any ministry. Right. I mean, uh, involvement like involvement at, at BFC. BFC is amazing. It's an amazing church. And uh, I, I see, you know, Don, the pastor, and and uh, Bob and Scott and everybody I've talked to here is just like just the love for each other and the love for this church, and uh, it's it's incredible, it's incredible to see. So, yeah, a lot of fun. So, speaking to fun a little bit, I guess. Um, obviously, you said that anything that that you're called to do, or they they ask of you, you know, you're excited to do it. But what do you think out of all those different hats that you wear is the most you most enjoy or the most excited do you like the the editing books together like what is it that you really <laughs> yeah you enjoy know, it's it's interesting because it's kind of it's more of an effect of the things that i right. do right like the so my favorite thing that i've experienced since doing this before before coming on with agathon edu versus cbu um, I traveled, but it was rare. You know, mm-hmm. I, I, I had teaching opportunities in other parts of the country, but it wasn't very often I traveled and I come on with Agathon and we're doing conferences. We're doing conferences all over the place. So we're just, it's, it's a lot of travel and what I think I've enjoyed the most. And I actually realized it the first time I came here, oh. uh, back in February, the mm-hmm. first conference we did, uh, with BFC was I can have never met people who are a part of the church but when I meet them, it's like I we automatically have something in common. We automatically, because uh, we're brothers and sisters in Christ. And so being able to experience that mm. all over the place has been so much fun. Um, you just, you're just meeting people and you automatically connect and, and there's like this there's like this automatic like camaraderie, yeah. care, camaraderie, yeah, with each other. And so it just makes it, it makes it exciting. And uh, not that I'm like, oh, I feel so alone, but it's like you realize, you know, God's doing incredible things all over the place. And when I travel and meet with people and get to have conversations, mm-hmm. I get to secondhand experience that. And that's that's been a lot of fun. And that's a result of, you know, traveling for conferences so i guess if you wanted to tag it to a one of the entities i'm involved with it would be varsity cbu right um and you know it's it's fun to that same kind of mentality you know we have a little over 30 faculty members and i didn't know all of them before we got started Mm -hmm. it's just people you know god's brought them they've you know applied to get involved or or christopher newman and i didn't know who they were uh and and so but as I've been leading the academic department and having these conversations and stuff, you really get to know people and you get to hear their stories and you get to understand, you know, where they came from. What, what have they done and how did they get to where they're at? And uh, that's I, I really enjoy doing that. That's a lot of that's a lot of fun for me, you know. Yeah. And encouraging. 
it's exciting to do it. So, yeah, that that's a good answer. Good point. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I think that's where I'd go. I mean, I I enjoy doing all of it. There are administrative tasks that can get like, oh, I gotta keep just keep plugging along, just keep right. going. You you know, you, you, and you're sitting there reminding yourself, you know, why am I doing this? Okay, it's good reason. I just got to keep going. You know, but but for the most part, uh, I I've enjoyed all of it. But I'd have to say that that takes the cake. I guess. Yeah, that's awesome. So what um. What are you most excited about or looking forward to, I guess, as far as like where you guys are headed, what you're trying to accomplish, what your goals are, what like, what about the future has you most excited or what are you looking forward to? Yeah, I think, you know, what, what excites me and what I'm, what I'm probably most passionate about is, um, the biblical worldview being taught Mm -hmm. and learned, (laughs) right, right, by others, uh, and, and and I think it's because that was most impactful for me. You know, I moved to Kansas City, uh, and and whenever I took biblical philosophy and worldview at the graduate level with with Christopher Cohn, it's the first time something like that clicked with me, and I was like, man, this makes so much sense. This mm-hmm. is amazing, and it just changed my life. And so as I begin as I begin teaching the biblical worldview, that excites me when someone I can see that in a student, and they're like, oh, that make that's amazing. That makes sense. You know. That's exciting, and the way that Versity and CBU is set up is uh, really—it's uh, very feasible that that is a global thing because we're online, right? The internet does great things, and the the technology we've been able to use makes it really interactive, and so you can really have a good education experience without being in the class, physically being in the classroom, yeah, because you've got mentoring faculty and all that kind of stuff, and so. Uh, it really makes it feasible. It's not just like this this pipe dream that oh we can have a global impact. Uh, it's it's legitimate. It's really there, and I think I think uh, I th- I'm hoping and praying that God will use it to really have that impact. And so right now at the stage with Versity and CBU, we're really launching. We're getting off the ground. We've got you know, CBU and Versity both have some students, uh, and, and we're exci- we're really excited about that. Uh, and we've got some momentum that direction. Um, but I can, you know, God can do whatever he wants, right? I mean, it, this, it, it could, it could uh, be a really good and get, and just exponentially grow, or it could be a slow growth, or he could just say, you know, you've, you've done your work, you've impacted these students and that's what I wanted from you. And, and right. now it's time to move on. Um, um, but what the way that I see God opening doors, just door after door and there's obstacle. Oh, I'm going to remove that obstacle for you or, or we get over the obstacle and he just opens more doors. What I see happening is God really using this for His glory, um, uh, and impacting in a very positive way uh, the lives of many, and that's what excites me. That's what gets me excited about what we're doing. Um, and so the marketing is involved with that because the marketing is a revenue stream, so the schools can be financially feasible. Right. You know, the marketing's providing marketing for the schools, the thrift stores providing funds for students. I mean, it all works together, mm-hmm. uh, and so it's all centered around Christian higher ed or Christian education in general. Uh, and, and so, as I'm doing the marketing, I can still be excited about what the schools are. You know, the potential for that teaching of the biblical worldview because it's empowering the schools to do that. You know? And so. Uh, again, I lo- love the travel of the conferences and there's a lot of that in our future and that's exciting too, but, yeah. but like long, long, big picture down the road, that's what, uh, I guess I'm not going to say keeps me going cause I'm like wore out or anything, but that's just what gets me, gets right. me really excited. Yeah. So. 
So where where can people find you? Where where, where would you direct people or guide people? Maybe if they're listening to this and they're interested in learning more, checking checking you guys out and what you're doing. Yeah, um, versity.com. Uh, that's v y r s i t y dot com, <laughs> right? So virtual university is kind of the idea there, uh, or Colorado Biblical University dot com, or you can go to Agathon. That's a g a t h o n e d u dot com, uh, and then right there on the homepage, you've got all the subsidiaries, and they're all links, so you can just click whichever one you're interested in looking at. Yeah, so Agathon edu being the umbrella, it, you have access to all of them. Yeah, super simple. That. Yeah, yeah, that's awesome. Well. Uh, I want to give you, I want to just open it up as we kind of wrap this thing up. I want to open it up one last time. I want you to say anything else that, you know, you just you want to say it can be about anything we've touched on this week, Versity, uh, anything that, that you want to mention before we, before we close it out, the floor is yours. Yeah, I appreciate that. I, um, I, I hope that, uh, this has been helpful and, if you have any questions, feel free to reach out to me. You know, you can go to those those websites, uh, and and I'm I'm there on the faculty and leadership page. Reach out to me. I'd love to talk. I'd love to chat. Uh, again, I I love meeting meeting new people and and uh, um, and meeting more of the body of Christ. And so always always open to chatting and talking. And if you wouldn't mind just praying for us, yeah. um, you know, we've been we've been doing a lot and there are times where you can feel that, you know, mm-hmm. your body's just like, man, I'm just, I'm wore out, you know? Yeah. Uh, and one bad night of sleep, just like, man, it's so hard to catch up from something like that. Yeah. Um, so if you could, uh, just be praying for us. I mean, we, um, God's been gracious. He's been again, opening doors. We've been overcoming obstacles. He's been taking those away. Uh, but just that we continue that direction, you know, and, and I would think I, I would guess. Lastly, I would I would say uh, just continue to pray on a global scale. You know, I find myself I'm in the context of the United States, so that's kind of where I find my thinking going. But right. but really on a global scale, you know, I, I would I see one. I see the church is very very important, uh, in the local church, but Christian higher education is also uh, I think critical um, in in the growth of the believer and their understanding of the scriptures and we need good solid biblical christian higher education uh, and that's getting harder and harder to do uh, in the state which we find our society uh, and obviously other societies around the world have been dealing with it in much harsher climates and for a much longer time than we have in the united states mm. but the united states is going that direction too uh, and so just you know my prayer often is uh, lord just extend the window the window of opportunity that we get to build infrastructure, build these courses, and impact uh, people for Christ, you know, and that's that's what I'm here to do. And so, if, if you know, while praying, if it comes across your mind, go ahead and, and if you would pray for that too. We need as much time as we can get, and and who knows? Again, like I said earlier, Lord can do what He wants, and the society could just totally do a 180 and flip and go the other direction. I mean, I I don't know, right? Um, but uh, I mean that'd be that'd be fantastic if, <laughs> if all of a sudden everybody just oh I love Jesus <laughs> this is great you know yeah uh, now I think the Bible tells us it's probably not going to happen but um, but uh, anyways so uh, prayers prayer is much appreciated in many many avenues so yeah for sure uh, well I just want to say you know if you out there listening you know if you got value out of this if you appreciate it, if you enjoyed it please share it with a friend let somebody know that you think would also enjoy it. Um, 
leave any kind of rating that you can or a review, things like that. Help us grow, help the algorithm find us, you know, help us extend our reach and and maybe add value to um to some more people out there, to more people's lives and uh anything you could do out there to help us, we would greatly appreciate it. And I think you bring up a good point that, you know, prayer prayer is a big part of that, you know, pray for us and pray for what we're trying to do here as well. So Speaking of prayer, would you mind closing us out in prayer? Not at all. I'd love to. Father, we love you and we thank you for today. I thank you for the opportunity to be here. I thank you for BFC and their ministry and their desire to uh, let the world know about you. Um, And I I just ask, Father, that you would bless them, uh, bless the Upper Room podcast, that it would be impactful and would reach many. Uh, And I ask also that you would continue to bless this conference this week, allow us uh, the opportunity to do this without any technological challenges and uh, to you be the glory. We love you very much. Amen. Amen. I hope you enjoyed our discussion today and found it thought-provoking. The Upper Room is a Bible Fellowship Church production. The opinions discussed by our guests are just opinions and random thoughts at the time of recording and do not necessarily reflect the doctrine or stated beliefs of Bible Fellowship Church. Mm